When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, and I am coming at you again for the fourth time this week. I'm sure tomorrow we'll talk about some of the games upcoming, but this one's going to be very Steeler-centric, as you guys prefer, I would imagine. Um, Oh, first of all, speaking of around the league, my article went up Wednesday morning uh, for the week. Every Wednesday, I have an article on the site. Go check it out. And got a lot of good feedback from you guys. Much appreciated. A lot of great comments as usual. Uh, always overwhelming. Thank you. But what I did was I went around and took some things the Steelers could take away from these top teams that are remaining. You know, some stuff they could steal, some team building things, some some different theories there. So I thought that was good and a lot of people liked it. But um, the ESPN.com and Pro Football Focus both recently in the last week or two did some rookie class reviews that I wanted to go over. I'm going to start with what ESPN did. They ranked all the rookie classes 1 to 32. Um, Seattle was at the very top, as you would imagine. And the Jets, those were the two that were way above everybody else. Certainly helps to have multiple first-round picks and early picks and well, next year the Steelers are going to have, you know, three picks in the top, what, 45 or whatever, including the first pick in the second round. So they should rank really high. That's a side note. I'm not going to talk about that too much. But I love how these these people rank drafts the day after, which I know all the fans want. But all the teams with the high picks get the best grades. You know, you really need to do it well after the fact and see what value you got for your picks. But anyway, um, they rank the rookie classes. They ranked the Steelers 10th, ESPN, which I don't have the whole list in front of me, but I did go over it. There were easily three or four above the Steelers that I thought were questionable that I would take Pittsburgh's rookie class over. First of all, because they're the only team that we know, or at least is set up to have gotten their their uh, starting quarterback in this rookie class. Maybe Brock Purdy's that guy. Maybe Ritter, Willis, those dudes are too. But we know at least starting next year, if not much further, the Steelers have their starting quarterback from this draft, with I think, which I think carries more weight if it was only that than the 10th best rookie class in this class. But here's what they, ESPN said about it. They, they ranked the Steelers 10. Steelers fans will spend the next few years celebrating Pickett the Pickens connection, of course. Uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett started for most of the season and put up a moderate 51.4 QBR. Wide receiver George Pickens was more impressive, leading all wide receivers in football outsiders, DVOA, and DYAR metrics, and finishing in the top 12 of ESPN's new advanced receiver tracking metrics, which I didn't know until this. I forgot to tell you that a lot of times some of these sites will do kind of like a collaboration. This was very football outsiders based that they put together and ESPN posted it for them. 
So uh, the young offensive talent went further with undrafted running back Jalen Warren, which I'm glad they noted because a lot of the national people will just look at your draft picks. But Jalen Warren was a find. Um, Gained 4.9 yards per carry on 77 carries, as well as tight end Connor Hayward, who caught 12 passes for 151 yards and a touchdown. The only rookie to have a regular role on defense was interior defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal, who played 11 games and started two. So I can't complain with much of that analysis. I'm glad that they brought up Warren. I didn't realize Pickens did so well in some of these metrics, which honestly surprises me a little bit and a little more encouraging than I thought. Not that I'm down on Pickens, but it, you know, compared to the Alaves and Wilsons and the separators, I didn't think he would be you know quite as strong. And in case, just to recap it, they took Pickett at 20th overall, Pickens at 52 overall, which if you can get a player like Pickens at the that neighborhood again and with your second second round pick, which often happens in this league. Uh, Leal was the 84th pick. Austin was 138. Connor Hayward, there's a big gap there. Connor Hayward was 208. Mark Robinson was 225. And Khan, the quarterback who's gone, was 245 or 241 overall. Now, the Pro Football Focus folks didn't rank class versus class. And one thing I'm trying to find out is they're real big. That's where I get all my snap count stuff from. And last year, only the Jets and Lions played more rookie snaps than the Steelers. So with that, I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to do that because they list all the teams, how many snaps they all played. And frankly, I'm just not going to add up 31 other teams just to get that answer to see where the Steelers rank because I don't want to spend an hour or two of my life. If one of you guys want to do it, great. But all they did was they wrote up the, the rookies. And I'll read that to you real quick. Nearly all the all of Pittsburgh's rookie contributions came on offense, with George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, both playing over 800 snaps this year, and Jalen Warren and Connor Hayward contributing for 517 snaps combined. Pickett, the 20th overall pick and first quarterback taken in the draft, had a shaky start to the season, but things looked as though they were really starting to click down the stretch. I agree with that. From weeks 12 to 18, Pickett's 88.9 passing grade ranked second among the 30 QBs who attempted at least 100 passes. That includes Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, you know, Allen. So his passing grade was second from week 12 on. He also ranked second over that stretch with a 6.9 big-time throw rate while ranking first with just a 1.1 turnover-worthy play rate. That's big-time stuff, guys. I mean, I know the back of his football card and your fantasy team didn't love Kenny Pickett, but that type of stuff, again, week 12 to week 18, 88.9 passing grade, ranked second among the 30 quarterbacks who attempted at least 100 passes. Also ranked second over that stretch with his big-time throw rate and first with his turnover-worthy play rate. Again, big-time stuff there. I'm very impressed with that. Um and numbers don't mean everything, and pro football ranks don't, you know, focus ranks don't mean everything. But they did have a grade, a final grade for all the rookies as well as snaps played. Pickett ended up with a 75.5 overall grade, which is very good. Played 804 snaps. Connor Hayward had a 74.1 grade for PFF, played 175 snaps. I really think his role is growing. Warren had a 73.8. 
played 342 snaps. Pickens with a 68.8, he played 882. And then the last two aren't nearly as good. DeMarvin Leal had a 46 grade, but only on 175 snaps. Mark Robinson only played 44 snaps, but and had a 27.6 grade. So they really they only played six rookies total. <laughs> or and maybe there's some others that have like one or two snaps and didn't make the team or whatever. But in order of PFF grade, it went Pickett, Hayward, Warren, Pickens, Big Gap, Leal, Robinson. Um, I'll be back with a couple other little nuggets here, too, that are similar uh, right after this. Speaking of pro football focus, they put out every team's highest graded player. Uh, That was Cam Hayward. He was an 89.7. 90s like an elite grade for them. So he's right behind the 90 number. Hayward has been a model of consistency in Pittsburgh, and this was his fourth straight season with an overall grade of 89 or better. That's like Hall of Fame stuff, to be honest with you. He finished fourth in run stops among interior defensive tackles with 43 and recorded 12 sacks. There aren't many interior defensive tackles in the league who are this consistent and dominant in both phases of the game. Extremely well said. Couldn't agree more. Biggest surprise. Alex Highsmith ends up with a 78 grade. Highsmith finished the 2022 season with 15 sacks and 15 pressure, or I'm sorry, 15 sacks and 55 pressures both of which were career highs. Despite not having T.J. Watt opposite of him for a big chunk of the season, Highsmith was able to be productive for the Steelers. Going into the final year of his rookie contract, he should be in for a big payday from the Steelers. Couldn't agree more with all that as well. And I think it was very telling that Highsmith didn't step a, miss a beat. In fact, you know, got better from previous seasons, even without Watt. Uh, to me, that is very, very important here. So another thing, I'm not even sure where I got this one from, but I'm looking at a couple charts and they split these charts up by offense and defense to see exactly where the teams might need to allocate their resources this offseason to replace guys that are leaving maybe. So this chart shows what you could lose in free agency and Usually, I'm not going to talk charts with you guys, but the Steelers are such an amazing outlier on this. Is one of the axes is, is cumulative dollar value of offense. You know what they what they're invested. You know this is offensive team snaps and cumulative dollar value of offenses that they're set to lose in free agency. So the one the bottom is offensive snaps lost to free agency. For example, the Giants are the most. They're set to lose over 6,000 snaps from their offense. You know, the the Cardinals are really high. Tennessee's over 5,000 snaps that they're set to lose potentially in offense. So those are like the top right. You know, like if you look at a chart, they're all the way to the right and all the way up. You know, like they're in the top, top right. Giants, Cardinals, Chiefs, 
Raiders, Titans. But way, way, way down in the bottom left by themselves are the Steelers. You know, they are lowest on the both of those uh, categories. And here's what they say about it. So, they say the Chiefs aren't quite as high on snaps, but of both starting tackles as well as wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster potentially set to hit the open market. All those positions are very expensive now, receivers, tackles. On the other end of the spectrum, the Steelers have a bevy of key playmakers on rookie contracts, including Pickett, Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee, Jalen Warren, amongst others. They made a key free agent additions last offseason, most notably guard James Daniels, and will look for growth from young internal players to improve their offense this year. The Steelers, so then the opposite they talk about are the Steelers are then represented in the exact opposite position with this below chart, a different chart, which again shows the snaps and accumulative war, which is wins above replacement earned by rookie contract players on offense who return in 2023. Because of the Steelers' very young and talented offense, they almost break the scale here. And again, this is the kind of the opposite way of looking at it. Like, what did you get out of your young guys? Rookie contract offensive snaps. They're most in the league by far. They're at like 12,000 guys on their rookie year snaps. I mean, the Chargers are slightly over 11,000. The Bears are slightly over 10,000. No one else is even close. And then rookie contract offensive war. And what that, again, war is wins above replacement. And that's just their metric of what you're, how good you are. It's kind of like DVOA or whatever, you know, EPA. And they are way above everybody else. The Bengals are second. And that's Jamar Chase. That's Burrow. That's Higgins. You know, they're second, the Jags are third, the Eagles are fourth. All three of those teams were alive a couple days ago in the playoffs. So again, you look at this chart and some teams like in the bottom left are the Bills, the Raiders, the Saints, the Rams, expensive, you know, expensive guys, you know, that are producing for their offense and way, 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 way up in the top right corner is the Steelers standing alone. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, when you're that much of an outlier, I think it's noteworthy. And their offense is really an outlier in terms of production versus spending incorporating youth is really the way to sum that up. So I thought that was fun. Uh, We will talk tomorrow over and out.